Yeah, it's so good. It's so bad that it's good. That is the wrong answer, actually. <laughs> it's just a wild wrong. I am feeling this. Yeah, yeah, yeah! All of them! What are you talking yourself into? I'm trying to talk myself into that. This is what this podcast is for. We're also trying to talk you into it. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This week is Magic the Gathering. My name is Jimmy, and my prom song was Blue by Eiffel 65. (laughs) My name is Jeff, and my dad owns Sharon Stone's Microwave. My name is Dan, and I once ate three and a half pounds of pulled pork in a barbecue eating contest. I was there for that. (laughs) It was bad. You were the first person to attempt at this local eatery, and you lost. You were required to eat six pounds, (laughs) which somehow I thought, I I didn't think I could do, but I thought I could get damn close, and I only ate three and a half pounds. It was quick, It was in a gigantic jar, probably about 16 inches tall. By maybe what six inches across? It was wide. Yeah, and it was layers of barbecue, pulled pork, uh, baked beans, and coleslaw. So many beans. Yeah, that's just going to slow you down. And the hardest thing was, obviously, it was very cute that they gave you a gigantic wooden stirring spoon to mm. eat with. Not practical, though. Not practical. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a good time. That's great, man. If you want. You can review us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and also Google Play. And what are we going to do with those reviews? Read them right now. Yes. We don't have any right now. But if you were to do that, we would read them right here. If you feel so inclined, you can send us an email at talkmeinto at gmail.com or tweet at us at talkmeinto. Yeah. This time each episode, we like to take a moment to talk to each other about something we're talking ourselves into. This could be anything ranging from chapstick to socks to eating crab meat. Uh, In this case, this week I've been talking myself into NES Classic. Oh, but someone is too good for Game Grumps. (laughs) If Game Grumps did some NES stuff... They have. Okay, well... I'm probably not going to watch it, but I'll probably, <laughs> probably say that I would watch it. Okay. Um, yeah, I had a pretty major surgery um, recently. Mm-hmm. And How's was, that third leg doing? Yeah, it's good. Nice, dude. Um, I had it put behind my right ear, which is a strange choice, but yeah, I'm happy with it. I didn't want to say anything, you but know, it looks, looks good on you. Yeah. You wear it well. But anyways, I was out of commission for a while, and Jimmy, being a sweetheart that he is... I know. He knew that when the NES Classic first dropped, what was it, a couple years ago now? Yeah, yeah. I tried getting my hands on it, but it was like sold out everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I guess they've come back into stock at a lot of places. Yeah. And he picked one up for me. And uh, it was a great way to pass the time when I was home from work. Mm -hmm. I got to catch up on some games that I enjoyed in my childhood. Nice. Like what? Which one? Super Mario Brothers, Excite Bike. Excite Bike's a good one. Uh, yeah, Punch Out. Mm-hmm. And then even some new ones that I've like heard of but never owned, like Kid Icarus. That's a fun game. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you don't have to worry about them freezing or anything. Oh, no. Yeah, they take up like true. no space. Yeah. It's fun. Um, And now I have a six-year-old niece who you may have heard screaming, talk me into in the introduction song. Yeah. And she hasn't really gotten into video games yet. She's tried to play some of my like Star Wars PS4 stuff, but... Oh, she doesn't yeah. have the dexterity to handle like the controller and some of the finer tuned like three dimensional movements and stuff. Mm-hmm. But she's really into into Nintendo. Oh, that's good. Which is kind of crazy to think like in this generation, like a six year old would be super into like that two D like scroll. Yeah, format. maybe just because you're not exposed to a lot. Right. For her, it's not yeah, going yeah. backwards. Yeah. It's, it's that's just... how I was too. I grew up with Super Nintendo. Yeah. So I, that's I mean that was past my generation. N64 came out the year after I was born. That's why when I have kids, the first animated movies I'm going to show them is hand puppets on the wall, <laughs> <laughs> shadow puppets, animated, animated. They're gonna watch like Pinocchio and they're gonna be like moving pictures. <laughs> 
Papa, yeah. can we watch Pinocchio tonight? But yeah, I would say if you're like anywhere in our age range, like mid-20s to mid-30s, mm-hmm. and you're looking for a little bit of nostalgia, pick up an NES classic, or even they have a Super Nintendo, Super Nintendo one. Nintendo, if you were yeah. a, I was never a Super Nintendo kid. My I parents, was a Sega boy. Yeah, my parents didn't have a lot of money, so I got NES used mm-hmm. when Super Nintendo was popular, yep, yep. and then I was not allowed to get a new console until N64. <laughs> yeah. So I grew up with Nintendo, and if you're looking for some fun you know, way to pass the time and catch up on some of your childhood memories, get an NES classic. You've talked me into it. Yeah. Jeff, what have you been talking yourself into? Dental hygiene. Oh. Yeah. That's good and clean. I don't think you should have to talk yourself <laughs> into that, though. No, so, like, I always brush my teeth, Yeah. right? I don't like flossing. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah, flossing sucks. Yeah. I hate it. But uh, I've been paying for dental insurance for over a decade and i've never once used it you don't go to cleanings no and they're free and i pay for them and i don't go so my wife without telling me scheduled a dental cleaning for me nice that's the purpose of having a wife i feel like yeah like she's she's like no you're a human so act like one like you're paying for it just go yeah so i went and on the questionnaire form that you fill out when you first go to a dentist, they're like, when was your last cleaning? <laughs> so I had to dig back into the archives of my brain. I went back to like the the old wrinkles, just like hanging out back there, collecting dust. And I believe it was 2004. Oh boy. So I haven't gone to the dentist. I was dentist nine years old. <laughs> in 15 years. And I was like, they're going to sit. Cause I have a lot of fillings from when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's my parents fault or whatever, but I just have fillings. I'm like, they're going to have to replace all of those. And when you like root canals, they're going to give me new teeth. I'm going to have like all this bad stuff. You have like toothaches or anything? No, or? nothing. Oh, okay. No problems. So what was the result? So the result was I had one tiny filling that I needed. <laughs> Everything else was fine. And I was like, Oh, moral of the story, don't go to the dentist for 15 years. <laughs> but, like, it yeah, was yeah. cool because, like, I don't – the cleanings don't hurt or anything, but, like, there was one tooth I thought was, like, crumbling. I was like, oh, no. And she was like, there's a lot of plaque on this one tooth because, like, you're right-handed and, like, I guess it's common for yeah, people yeah. to miss, like, this one certain tooth with the mm-hmm. right left-handed. And she's like, it's not your tooth. It's just a lot of plaque. Oh. And I was like, it feels so good to not have it there. And it's so nice. <laughs> and then I had to go back a week later, which was uh, two days ago mm-hmm. or yesterday. I don't Get remember. I got the filling and it sucked because like they had to put a needle in your gum. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's weird. But then like she did it and like m- half my face was numb. Mm-hmm. So it was like funny because I couldn't say <laughs> things right. And then, uh, yeah. you ever so, do soup with like your face numb? That's fun. It's yeah, like out. It, it didn't last too long because it was only one needle. Yeah, but yeah. uh, as soon as I left on my way to work, this lady cut me off and I yelled, at her. I was like, F you, lady. But I said the word and my F's came out as <laughs> so I spent 40 <laughs> minutes <laughs> driving to work saying F words. I was like, fast and furious and just laughing at myself. So it was great. So I think if dental hygiene brought me this great joy, it could bring other people great joy as well. Probably. Jimmy, what have you been talking yourself into? I've been talking myself into editing talk me into. Wow, that's topical. <laughs> because um, as, as listeners know, we've been holding on to a few of them before we start releasing them, releasing on February 14th. But you already knew that because it's already you're listening to because it. Because it's June now, <laughs> yeah. whatever day this comes out. So uh, I've been editing them in a big chunk. I wrote this down in our show notes, um, editing talk me into, in the thick of editing talk me into. Yeah. Because we, we had a bunch that I had to edit, um, and it's been fun. Yeah, we should take a moment to just for Jeff and I to just give a shout out to Jimmy because Jeff and I, you know, we do we do things behind the scenes, but primarily yeah. we're here to talk on the podcast. But Jimmy goes above and beyond and does all the Aww. production work, and it is greatly appreciated. Jeff, round of applause. <laughs> oh my God! Thank small, you so very much. Very small applause. That's enough. Okay. <laughs> Finally, it's not me doing this stuff. It's great. I love it. But yeah, so I, I've been enjoying it, but I had to talk myself into it because that can be a little bit of a lazy bones, especially working at night. So in the mornings, I'm like, uh, I'm not gonna do anything. I'm gonna watch Game Grumps or whatever. <laughs> but so I, I've been talking myself into editing. Talk me into, and I've been enjoying it. Wait until you get to be like a year in, and you start <laughs> getting in those horrific like shame spirals, like Jeff would be. <laughs> 
where you're like so sick of hearing my voice mm-hmm. and you're focusing on like getting one little clips cut perfectly that you're replaying a word over and over again oh. and you're just ready to punch my face until it's a jelly. Oh, dude, when we start doing well-produced comedy bits. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this is how yeah. Jeff and I, last podcast began. It was us just sitting around talking, and by the end, we were doing fully thematic <laughs> concept episodes with yeah. pre-recorded bits and the NPR episode. Yeah, and... yeah, that was. So if we had there, you're in deep, deep doo doo. Oh boy, that's exciting. But yeah, so it hasn't been too bad yet. But I'll let you guys know when we come back. Jeff is going to talk to us about what he's talking us into this week, which is Magic: The Gathering. I got a few decks. We're gonna play a game or five. And then uh, talk to you guys after. See if you liked it. Pray for us. All right, boys. The time has come. Oh, bye. For me to talk you into Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Um, so just a, a brief history. Um, we're not going to get super deep into gameplay or lore or anything because mm-hmm. it's it, there's a very rich history. It's 26 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and we should say there's really not any spoilers for this. this no. Is, this is a game. Um, the videos that Jeff will be referencing are available in the show notes of this episode as well as our last episode. Yeah, two, two five-minute videos. Just something quick if you're unfamiliar. Um, if you're familiar with magic, then this is probably just like, you know, reading the the prologue of a how-to video and yeah, maybe yeah. it won't be interesting or maybe you'll agree with me and want to see if I do a good job of talking these guys into it. Um, magic the Gathering was released in 1993 when I was just a wee lad. and I was negative two years old. <laughs> I thought it was much older than that. I guess I always lump it in with Dungeons and Dragons, which goes back oh, to like yeah. the late 60s. No, it, it came out in uh, late 93. I started uh, collecting it when the fifth expansion, Fallen Empires, came out in late 94. Okay. Or I might have started picking it up in early 95. But I remember Fallen Empires was a set that was out when I started collecting as an eight-year-old. And it was it was pretty big, at least in my school back then because mm-hmm. this is at the height of comic books this is when x-men number one is selling millions of copies this is when mm-hmm. superman dies this is when like spoiler alert whoa sorry <laughs> <laughs> this this is when comic creators were in like jeans commercials and rap videos it was it was huge yeah. and we used to go to the local comic store and mm-hmm. they sold these cards and at the time i was buying like X-Men Series 1, Series 2, the mm-hmm. Flare 94 cards. I collect. I still have all those sets. I was collecting all that stuff. And then this game Magic comes out, and I didn't know how to play, but I bought it because it was a trading card game. It was collectible. The art was cool. It was very rooted in fantasy at first. Yeah. I, it still is, but mm-hmm. it was very much like uh, like Dan mentioned D&D, but just in card form. Yeah. High fantasy. High fantasy. <laughs> yeah, so it was actually... That's when I started collecting it. And it wasn't for a couple years, maybe two or three years until I started to play it. I had some friends that played it. You know, we like we were kids, so we probably didn't stick hard to the rules. But, you know, we just play on the carpet in the living room and just have these cards that are now worth hundreds of thousands of dollars just being thrown around on the floor. Yeah, my generation of Pokemon cards. So it's, it's a little similar. Yeah, and Pokemon was originally put out by Wizards of the Coast, which puts out Magic. So mm-hmm. it was the same company that originally put them out. Um, and I played, I collected and played consistently until about 2002 when mm-hmm. the, um, I want to say the Onslaught expansion was the last one that I was really picking up. And I was, I'm, ne- I'm not good at it still now. Like I'm not great at the game. I don't play competitively. I went to one Grand Prix and I lost every match I played <laughs> recently. And it nice. was, it was devastating, but I'm, I'm, I'm just not competitive. I like to play casual. I like to play commander, which is a format. So so talk a little bit about the different, like, this is one thing that I don't understand is all the different, like, additions and expansions and all that stuff. Is there, is it plot-based, story-based, or is it just sheer a way to put out new cards? It's both. Um, So when they put out the first sets, Alpha and Beta, they're like, here are these cards, play Mm -hmm. with them, and then people eventually figure out all the combos you could possibly do. And then they put out new sets. One of the first expansions was Arabian Nights. So it was like, 
that kind of vibe all like probably incredibly racist yeah Middle there was Eastern there was stuff. like cards called like jihad and it oh was boy. it was it was pretty uh pretty extreme back then yeah mm. cringe inducing yeah and and originally all of the um all of the sets were based on uh the plane of dominaria and all of these characters that eventually uh, they also have been releasing, you know, books and everything and stories for the last 26 years. And I get a little bit into it, but not terribly so. Yeah, that's really referenced heavily in the lore video that you referenced. Right, and, and some mm-hmm. people love that. And sometimes I do get into it. Cause just from playing the cards, you see names that repeat in the titles. You see the same characters drawn in cards. Cards have flavor text, which is included in the the text on the card what it does on the bottom will be italicized and it might be like a quote or a reference to something that you just piece together so as a kid mm-hmm. when you're playing you just see all these things and you know in the 90s it was this planeswalker urza who was a big deal and the weatherlight crew which was like this flying airship and <laughs> it was cool like back yeah, then yeah. and then i got out was of the- it was it yeah, cool? Yeah. <laughs> I, I got out of it around high school and I tried to come back in and a few times I'm like, it's too expensive. I don't know what's going on in the game right now. Mm-hmm. And I got back into it in 2016 with uh, the Eldritch Moon expansion, which was like Cthulian monsters and vampires. Okay. So yeah, there, there's That's a lot of different things like that. And uh, at one point in the mid 2000s, my mother threw away all of my magic cards oh, because shoot. God told her to. <laughs> So there was like, I don't know, now $10,000 worth of cards because yeah. it's from like 1994. Yeah, yeah. But that's what every nerd says sell, when their no. mother throws their collection. It was $10,000. It's probably like $200 worth of stuff. No, more, definitely more than 200 dude. I grew up with my mom telling me like, your grandmother threw away all of your dad's baseball cards. How could you do that? And then God told her to throw away my cards. What's going on? And she didn't admit to it until two years ago. I blamed her all this time and she pled innocence. And now I am vindicated because she finally admitted her guilt overtook her. <laughs> all, right, all right there, dashboard confessional. We get your vindicated, but... Jimmy, we should probably talk about what our exposure to Magic the Gathering has been so far in our yeah. lives. Yeah, uh, zero. Um, I, I know of it, and I know that it's big. Um, I know there are competitions. People can win a lot of money playing Magic. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just I've never really done any card games. I mean, like I said, I collected Pokemon cards when I was younger, but like even like you probably saw me and our other cousins play it back when we were going to our grandma's house. Um, did we you didn't, even really play it? Or we you didn't just re- sort of we, traded the cards and stuff. Yeah, right? we we kind of just like made up our own game. Like yeah. we didn't really yeah. play with the rules and stuff like it's that. It's like baby magic. A little bit, yeah. So, so go ahead. Uh, just I don't have that much exposure to it, basically. But I, I am interested because I know you guys are super like not super into it, but I know you guys have played like D and D and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm interested in the the, the fantasy aspect of it. Um, yeah, you like some f- high fantasy properties. You, yeah, yeah, like, like Lord, Lord of the Lord Rings, of Rings yeah. Game of Thrones, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested in also the game aspect of it too because I don't really play like card games and stuff like that. So um, I, I'm more of a video game boy. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested in the one-on-one aspect. Some would call you a cute little anime boy. Probably. I'm not letting that die. Okay. That's that's <laughs> another that's another idea for a t a t-shirt. We can do uh. And uh, Katakana, cute little anime boy. Nope. <laughs> so uh, I remember what Jeff's talking about, which is kind of the first wave of Magic the Gathering cards. I was a little bit younger than Jeff at the time. I was still in elementary school. So I peripherally remember older kids having them and maybe playing the game, maybe just trading them. I never had a pack myself. Um, I did, being Jeff's friend, get sort of dragged into it on a couple occasions we talked about this before the podcast, but I believe early on, like high school time, when you were probably getting out of it the first time. Yeah, that's that's about when I fell out of it. Yeah, 2001, 2002. I think you tried to get me to play once or twice. Don't really recall. Uh, reoccurring theme on this podcast that you'll get to know about me is I have no memory. <laughs> so I don't really remember any of it or how to play. Then recently when you got back into it, Jeff lived with me for a little while. We were roommates. You tried to get me into it again. Yeah, our, our friend Dante came over, and I got him back into it. He's still heavily into it, as yeah. I am. So you didn't give it a good chance. You Five I minutes get, in, you were like, I'm done. No, we've I played multiple <laughs> games with you. Not no. a lot. Dude, over the course of a weekend with you and Dante, we played like three to four games. Oh, okay. 
But uh, only Dante and Adam played. The good like, news is for a solid month. The good news is I'm still fresh on it because I don't do not recall it at all. I don't recall any of the okay. rules. <laughs> And I just watched that video about the basic gameplay, and I don't recall that. So <laughs> I think we should um, take a break for a moment so Jeff can get his cool decks out. And when we come back, Jeff is going to teach us some of the basic gameplay of Magic the Gathering. Dope. So uh, I believe that telling you guys the rules and just like teaching you the game in live time might be a boring listen. So I'm going to teach you guys how to play. It might not be on this episode. It'll probably be cut out. But there's a million different places you can go online to find out how to play. Um, I think I put a pretty helpful link in the show notes mm-hmm. if you want to click that. You know, there's the two basic videos, but there's also an, an art like a WikiHow article on on the basics of the game, just terms you need to know and the structure of a turn. You can check that out. And now here's a montage of Jeff teaching us how to play Magic the Gathering. Okay, fellas. Yes. Now I'm going to give you just a a really introductory breakdown as to what playing this game is and then we will play the game. Okay. So, so I don't know if anyone is as devoted to this podcast as we would like them to be, but if there's someone out there who went out to their local game store, what <laughs> would they need to be what would they need to buy or acquire? to play along with us. Well, the good thing is is that if you go to cardkingdom.com, not a sponsor, but they have their own like introductory decks. They're like $10 for a 40 card deck. Since I love you guys so much, I did not buy those <laughs> because I already have decks. But if you go to a Walmart or a Target, they even have like starter kits that come with mm-hmm. two small decks, super easy cards, you know, it's it's they're made for getting you into the game what i have today are three planeswalkers decks which are a relatively new product and Mm. they're kind of they're kind of more basic uh i would say they're like a level two deck but you guys are smart boys so i I think that they'll uh they'll work fine for oh boy using how about accessories i see you've got quite a smattering of dice yeah um if you buy the one of the introductory decks at walmart i think they come with two 20-sided dice if you just use a you could D20 do, for the layman. Yeah, you could use a D20 to keep life. A lot of people at tournaments, they just made it mandatory that um, you have to write down your life totals because if you bump into the desk, a die could roll and that became an issue. Uh, it took 25 years for them to do that, so I don't know how big of an issue it is. <laughs> but yeah, you can just, just figure it out. You know, when we were kids, I used uh, gemstones for fish tanks as a way of keeping life because you start at 20 life which I'll get into and one color will represent five and so you would drop one. 20 gemstones from fish tanks on the table no I would start with four that represented five life and then oh. if you get knocked down you get up again I am so confused <laughs> well I haven't I haven't started telling you how to play the game I'm just telling you you haven't no not yet jeez <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is just accessorizing. This is just the accessories. Oh, boy. And if you want to get really into it, I mean, back when I was a kid, our deck boxes were rubber bands. But, like, now you yeah, sleeve yeah. up your decks, which I didn't do to these because I don't really care. And, you know, like, I'll go to the store with play mats and sleeves, and you got to protect your stuff, man. It's an Any, investment. Anything in nerd culture wants you to accessorize and spend as much mo- money as yeah. possible. Oh, yeah. Like I said, we used to play on, like, park benches, mm-hmm. the grass. <laughs> carpets wherever we could play magic we were playing magic uh so what are the rules to this so in magic the gathering i'm gonna read exactly what i wrote you're a spellcaster <laughs> who casts spells summons creatures and uses artifacts and enchantments to defeat your opponents mm-hmm. yeah it's that's that's the point of the game okay okay and uh these abilities are possible by producing mana from mm-hmm. the land that, okay. that you have. So think of mana as money. So every card has a casting cost. And there's mm-hmm. five different types of land represented by colors of the cards. There's forests, which are green, mm-hmm. islands, which are blue, plains, which are white, mountains, which are red, and swamps, which are black. Do we have to remember these? No, you'll see them on the cards. Okay. Okay. And I'll, I'll show you in more detail. But think of those as money. So if something says um, one with no color and then black... 
that means that you have to use a swamp to pay for the black and then one of any color to pay for the other okay it's, it's like a currency and then gotcha. once you play that you will cast the spell so the type yeah. of cards that you'll have are land creatures you guys taking notes no okay. <laughs> <laughs> lands creatures enchantments artifacts instants sorceries and planeswalkers Okay. Planeswalkers are the characters that can move from plane to plane, mm-hmm. and they're powerful. So lands are, you get to play one land per turn, and they eventually accumulate, and that's what you use to pay for your creatures, like I just said. This is what I don't understand. Okay. Creatures do something. I understand yes, that. I will Spells get do something. Yes. I understand that. What does land do? Land produces mana. the mana or yep. mana. So that's how you understand how much mana you have to spend. Correct. Based on what land you have out. And in order to activate it, you tap it, which is turning it 90 degrees. So that's that's used for this turn. Okay. And if it's tapped, you can't use it again until your next turn when you have an untap phase and you untap everything. By use, you mean spend that mana? Correct. Okay. Okay. And then you use that to cast everything. And in the first case, it would be creatures. So, you have a creature. So, if I use a creature that requires three swamp, I have to have swamp valued at at least three, and I have to turn them sideways. Yeah, so, here's a land. You play a land. Which land is this? That's a forest. Okay. It produces green mana. Yep. And let's say you have a creature that costs one. Let's pretend that this costs one forest. You tap at 90 degrees. Each land is only worth, worth one, one of that type. Unless you have spells that say it's worth two. Okay. Thing, different things change it. There's variables. Then you play this guy, and he's a creature. Yeah. And look at that. Let's draw the audience in, Jeff. Which creature is it? This creature is Vivian's Jaguar. It's a cat <laughs> spirit. <laughs> and, I like cats. And it has a... The important thing on creatures is the power and toughness in the bottom right-hand corner. Yep. So it's a 3-2. That means it deals 3 damage and can be dealt 2 damage. This part makes sense to me because okay. I'm used to Dungeons & Dragons, which has armor class and hit points, which right. are... I re- play video games, RPGs that yeah. are similar. Yeah. So let's just say your opponent also has a Vivian's Jaguar <gasps> on the other side, and Kitty. you're like, I'm going to attack you with my Jaguar, and you tap it. What will happen is you'll either let the damage through and you take three damage, so you're down from 20 from to 17. From your overall life, yeah. Right. Or you can block it. And because this is a 3-2 as well, if you block, the three damage gets dealt to the toughness and on both of them. So they both die. Cancel each other out. If this were a 4-4... Four, four, it would have one life left. It would for this turn, and this would die... And he would live, and no damage would be dealt. So that's land and creatures. Land and creatures. Two other important types of spells are instants and sorceries. Mm-hmm. Sorceries can be cast only on your turn. So if you have a sorcery, I'm looking for a sorcery right now. Look, I have one. Well, those other things you showed us could be cast on no. someone else's turn? No, instants are the only thing that can be cast on other people's turns. Okay. So sorceries are a spell that can be cast only on your turn, and instants can be cast whenever you want. Got it. So let's say Jimmy's going to cast a spell, and mm-hmm. you don't like that spell. You're like, Jimmy, take that spell and shove it! <laughs> and then you have an instant that says, like, counter-target spell. You can play that, and then Jimmy's spell goes to the graveyard, which is where dead things go. Okay. <laughs> so let's say you have that... Vivian's Jaguar still out and you're like you know what I'm going to pay all the mana I need to and cast declare dominance and it says target creature gets plus three plus three until end of turn all creatures able to block it this turn do so so then you have the Jaguar and he gets plus three plus three so he's now a six five wow so that card has made the jaguar card better till this turn yeah and let's say jimmy has like three one ones they all have to block them at the same time and they'll all die because they all get damage done to them and they can only take one damage okay and he lives because he only took three damage but he could take five 
So that's that's how creatures attack. In sorceries, same thing, or that is a sorcery. Instance, let's say Jimmy's attacking me with a, a flyer. So creatures have different abilities. One of them is flying. And flying creatures can only be blocked by other creatures with flying, or if they have an ability called reach, which look at this, Vivian's Jaguar has! <laughs> this creature can block creatures with flying. Let's say Vivian's Jaguar died and I have no creatures out and Dan has a flyer and I don't like that guy because he's coming at me and I can't block him but guess what if I tap one in a green I can cast plummet and destroy target creature with flying is that an instant that's an instant so after you declare your attackers which uh will go through the the phases of a turn he just dies and then I don't deal take any damage. You can also, let's say you had an incident that said counter spell and you have enough land to pay for it, you can counter this before it takes effect. So you can keep going back and forth with instants. And it, it Until gets tricky. one of you can't stop it. Right. Gotcha. That's called the stack. Okay. Which is uh question. Yeah. More basic question. Are you allowed to choose anything you want from your deck? From your hand. What's your hand? Seven cards. Okay. So I brought three decks. Uh, they're Planeswalkers decks. That thud was Jeff dropping decks of cards. <laughs> I'm a Foley artist. Foley? Is it Foley? Foley. 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 Yeah, I'm, I know. I so know. you guys can decide what you want. I have a Vivian deck. Mm-hmm. A Nissa deck. Look, there's a picture over there. There's all pictures. Uh, okay. Yeah. And a Chandra deck. Chandra is from the... Kaladesh expansion, Nissa is from the Hour of Devastation expansion, and Vivian is from the Core 2019 set. Jimmy, you can go first. Uh, I'm going to choose red because it looks cool. Yeah, Chandra. I'm, I'm going to choose Vivian because she has a laser bow and arrow. Yeah, okay. I'm <laughs> Nissa. Let's do this, guys. So when we come back, we will have played Magic the Gathering, and we will tell you about what we liked, what we didn't like, and Jimmy, you and I will decide if Jeff talked us into Magic the Gathering. I'm excited. Untap. I'm untapping. You gotta go. Begin. <laughs> Untap lands and creatures. I... Draw a card. Okay, draw the card second. I get it now. Untap. <laughs> Welcome back to Talk Me Into. This week, Jeff was trying to talk Jimmy and I into Magic the Gathering, the card game. Uh, we just took a break and played some Magic the Gathering, and Jeff, why don't you talk the listeners through how the game went? Uh, it went pretty well, I thought. Uh, the decks that I picked weren't, like, super-duper easy, like, dumbed down, but they, mm-hmm. were, they were pretty simplistic, some pretty simple creatures and spells in there. There were a couple strange cards that maybe was a little too much for the... Mm. For first time, it was like, Jimmy, this is your first time ever playing. Ever. And Dan had played in the past, but not for years and years. But, yeah. you know, uh, Dan won. I huh. I lost first. Yeah. You know, well, I, Jimmy I and I kind Jeff. of agreed to <laughs> team up against Jeff. Yeah. Well, I was also playing. I was I was trying to play I, at our I put level. Out, I put out all options and then let a lot of them decide, like, Jimmy, if you do this, it will be beneficial towards yeah, you yeah, yeah. or me or Dan, yeah. and then let you guys. Which was decide super what helpful because it was very confusing. Not not saying that you're a bad teacher. I think I just there's, think it's something with the game. There's a lot in the game, and I yeah. mean, this is your first game. Like I said, I mean, when I started collecting, I was eight years old. Yeah, but, yeah. but I didn't play for a while because it was confusing for me at the time. And I mean, it's still there's still rules that I yeah. don't understand and when it's it helpful gets... you know the cards and you know what right. does what and, and, and you'll get well it's the same as any other like high level game though the first yeah. few times you play you're gonna need it's not gonna be a competitive game people are gonna have to like coach you along a little bit and give you advice and stuff yeah right so I mean this game is also if I if I talk to you into it and you continue it is it's a thinking game but it's also fun like there's a lot of there could be a lot of strategy in it, and a lot of the fun is finding new combinations to make um from there's tens of thousands of different cards that Mm -hmm. do 
wildly different things or very similar things. And there's all different kinds of rules depending on the format you play. If you play standard, you're only allowed to play like the last two years of sets and, you know, 60 card decks with four cards maximum of each kind or you could play what i like to play casually commander yeah yeah it's a singleton format it's a hundred card deck that means one card only so like one copy per card in a deck but from any set of magic that's ever happened and Mm -hmm. it gets wild you can do crazy things and you can never predict what um an opponent might be playing unless you've seen their, their commander deck before so there's there's so many different ways to play you can be strategic and competitive and just grind it out or you can just throw silly things in there um i had a deck where i just like got a bunch of dinosaurs and stomped on people (laughs) for like a hundred damage and you can you can do whatever you want and it's a social game too so my whole thing is i don't have any friends that play around here Mm -hmm. so i'll go to the i'll walk to the store where i live in the city i live and just play casually on wednesday nights Well, it's interesting because obviously there's a lot of strategy and a lot of rules and it's very like fine-tuned and on a micro level you have to really like know what you're doing Mm -hmm. but there's also a component of luck you don't know you you shuffle that deck you don't know what's going to come up and even if you have a good deck i imagine there's situations where just due to bad luck you have a rough start or it's a combination of chess and poker it's it's mm. it's luck based, but you need to know what to do with the cards you have. Gotcha. And sometimes the cards don't come up in your favor, and all you have is land, and you literally can't do anything. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll I'll just give my initial impression impressions so far. Like I said, it it's pretty confusing from a first time ever player, um, but I was very intrigued by the the characters the lore and stuff like that that's also something you can explore whether you yeah, don't like yeah. the game there's there were novels for you there's always been an ongoing story mm-hmm. from the early 90s to now i don't get into that though because i watch the lore video and i read the cards and i look at the pictures but there you could play this whole game very successfully yeah. having zero co- correlation oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. any story and, and a lot of people do i don't get heavy into the lore yeah um i think it's cool i i know a little bit about it but you know, it, back in the '90s, I read a couple books. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't remember them. Yeah. And uh, you know, but now I'm like, oh, I recognize this character. Mm-hmm. When uh, <laughs> during the 25th anniversary, uh, a set was released, Dominaria, and it brought back a lot of those old characters that I remember from the cards. It brought back Urza and the Weatherlight mm-hmm. and Squee and all these other crazy <laughs> characters. <laughs> but like, I remember them from playing them. And you know, there were a couple video games back in the '90s on PlayStation that I played, Battle Mage, and there's yeah. it was. I feel very uncomfortable recording this podcast because the way you're speaking at any moment, a few football players should barge in and start punching us. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I've been trained to believe will happen in my life. Yeah, that sounds about like high school. Yeah. Um, But Jimmy, like you said, when you first started out, it seemed like you were having a little bit of trouble playing, but by the end of the game you understood yeah yeah you you got the the gist of it the flow of the turn what you have to do i was confused as to like what the character's health is and what my health is and stuff like that and how cards would die and stuff like that and i sort of got towards the end of of when you're doing damage you're you're damaging me not necessarily the cards right your creatures are protecting you yeah yeah so i i didn't see myself as the player having health but that's actually kind of an a neat twist on it because if you're playing like online or whatever it's like that character's health instead of because i was looking at it from like an outsider's perspective of like playing an rpg game and stuff like that like final fantasy chrono trigger stuff like that um i know that's going way over i think that's why i have a hard time with it um the philosophy behind the game too is because i compare it it might be better if i compared it to an rpg i compare it to dungeons and dragons yeah and you're not usually like commanding different creatures or spells mm-hmm. or you you represent a one character yeah so like you said people attacking you does immediately affect your life yeah it's not a choice of to who blocks who lives who dies things like that mm-hmm. so that correlation is like sort of difficult for me but i gotcha but yeah i was i was enjoying as i was going through it i was enjoying it more and more um so yeah, so, Dan, what were, your, what were your initial impressions? I mean, it did bring back memories of when I've played in the past. The finer, like, tuning of the rules and stuff was still f- foreign to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to say. Uh, there's aspects of it I like. Um, I like sitting there with my deck and planning out what I'm going to do next. Mm-hmm. 
but I guess because I'm new to it or it's just not a strong suit for me, I had a hard time trying to come up with my my reactions to what your guys' choices were. Well, plus, these are just pre-constructed decks that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. You can build a deck based on what you want to do. You yeah. can build a deck that is a blue control deck where you don't let anybody else cast creatures because you're countering everything. Mm-hmm. You can build a burn deck that's red and you just chip away at people's health yeah. one at a time until they're dead. There's there's a lot of different ways. and it, it Marketing also, geniuses who came up with this game realized that the more you buy, the better you'll be. And Yeah, and that's why there's like three or four expansions per year. Yeah. But, so uh, uh, I think I have to question. <laughs> I think I have to <laughs> ask the question, did I talk both of you into Magic the Gathering? No. Yes. Whoa, split decision. <laughs> I wrote down... Who I thought would be talked into, <laughs> and I was wrong totally. I said Jimmy, oh, no, Dan, maybe yes. Oh, no, that wow. that's way off. Um, I, I'm super intrigued by it. Like, obviously, I'm trying to figure it out. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to find a Magic: The Gathering video game of some sort. I was just going to suggest, and because that way the rules are hardly pressed in, whereas I literally can't do anything and then try and figure out the rules of the game so that way since i'm such a hardcore gamer i have a playstation 3 still <laughs> and when i was in like the middle of not playing in like 2010 11 12 they released two or three games digital only uh duels of the planeswalkers mm-hmm. and that's kind of what i was playing just on and off throughout the years yeah. when i didn't have anybody to play with and that's the thing too like you can't do something wrong because yeah, it yeah. won't let you and it's that's that's a good way to get into it just just by yourself to see if you're into it. Um, you can do Magic Online or Magic Arena, mm-hmm. but that still costs money. Yeah. But yeah. Duels of the Planeswalkers, I don't even know. It's probably like five bucks now to download. I have no yeah, idea. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But um, that's that's a good way to get familiar with it, and then we'll be friends and we'll play all the time, <laughs> and we'll we'll go to pre-release weekends and okay. all that, and we'll play Commander with each other. Yeah. And I- you're my new best friend. Sorry, Dan, but. I hated this. What, really? You didn't have any fun at all? No. Not even the social no. aspect? I think you I think I'm more into the social aspect than the actual game, but I do like the game a lot. I um I think you banked when you made your predictions, Jeff, on me appreciating the lore in the background like I do with Dungeons and Dragons. And what you should have banked on is Jimmy appreciating the gameplay nature of it, because he likes games of all sorts. I don't like games. I don't really play board games. I don't play video games. So this was just like a tremendous waste of time for me. I'd rather just sit there. I'd rather sit there and discuss uh, a Magic the Gathering book with you than... Well, there's a new one coming out. They're they're bringing back the novels in April. Yeah. So we might have to do that. Um, They've been doing online only for about 10 years now. It seemed like a more expensive and cumbersome version of Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, yeah. It gets expensive. It's expensive, and there's way more little rules. Like, people think Dungeons & Dragons is complicated, but the whole... Tapping and untapping. When you can bring this card out. When you can bring that card out. I don't when think you can... it's more rules. It's as as D and D. If you're comparing the two, it's just you have to. There has to be structure to it. And yeah, but D and D, it's more in your head. But you need a physical representation representation here because it's a physical game. But here's the difference. Combat is similar in both. But with Dungeons right. and Dragons, you are the character. You can choose to make the combat, and you're obviously going to choose to block and correlate your hit points and your armor class accordingly. With this, you've got so many more options, which to you is cool. To me, is stressful. Well, it is. I mean, you didn't. We didn't really get into it. Artifacts also have equipment, which you attach attach your creatures like an additional weapon or mm-hmm. an additional plate. Or oh boy, there there are there are correlations to D and D. If you're basing it just on D and D and simplicity, I could see what you're saying. No, I mean that's just a comparison. Um, yeah, I just don't need this in my life. It's a lot of uh <laughs> I mean that's fair. And also it is is there are cheap ways to play it. I think I play it pretty cheaply and I still have fun. Mm-hmm. Um I could see how you could get sucked into like a night of Magic the Gathering and just going from one game to the next and things like that. Yeah, that's what what I usually do at the shop. I bring decks that I own already and it's a casual night. Mm-hmm. You just pay a monthly like twenty dollar fee just to go there. 
Yeah. And some places, I don't know, might do it for free, but the place I do that you could bring in your own food, your own beer. They have potlucks and stuff. It's nice. Yeah. The reason why I'm not a big game person is because I uh, suck. I'm, you suck at it. Yeah. You're terrible. <laughs> well, I'm all I'm terrible. The the guy who won. Won. <laughs> I did win, but that was pure luck, basically. Um, Jeff was telling us what we should do. I was giving you options. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you were stuck. Basically, um, video games and games in general cause me stress, not joy. I'm the type of person <laughs> that when I play video games, my palms sweat so bad that I have to wipe off the controller and my back aches from sitting forward and clenching every muscle in my body. <laughs> so that's what, what I started to feel like at this, even though I, and here's, here's the thing is we were bad and we were trying to figure it out and learn. But I think that would only get worse if I was better because then I'd be like way more taking it seriously mm. and agonizing over every little decision of what I should play. Some people do. I've played against some people who like if you don't play everything by the rule, even casually, like no prizes involved, they're like, you can't you can't back out. I'm like, no, but you're winning like next turn. I can't do anything. I'm I'm quitting. You won. You have to play it through. That's yeah. that's not fun to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't like to play with those people, but it's it depends on your play group. Or yeah. I, I don't want to be so, a negative Nancy. I that's just, fine. I just said no to Game Grumps, but I'm saying no, no to Magic Hard. Yeah, this is the first split decision. I did. I thought <laughs> honestly, I thought both of you would just say no. But mm. after playing it, I was like, I don't know. Maybe. Jimmy did seem to be in it. I had a feel as we were going through that. I was getting more and more into it. Yeah. In the beginning, I thought you were just frustrated. Yeah, That's why I, I was. No. And Dan was stoic the whole time. I couldn't read him. <laughs> and it was just because he wanted to say how badly he hated it. He was just waiting. <laughs> like, draw one card. He's like, I hate this game. Yeah. Just keeping it in yeah. like a kettle. Not for me. Well. All right. Well, that's it for magic. I <laughs> I guess it's a success. I'm counting this as a success for me. You know, I'll count that as a success for you too. I'm counting right. it as a success too because now we've definitively had this experience in our friendship, Jeff, and please don't ever ask me to play magic again. <laughs> well, Dan, since you were not talked into two things in a row. I know. What are you going to try to talk Jimmy and I into next week? I got another hard sell for you folks. Oh, jeez. No. So... Okay. Tell me. I don't know what it is. So far in this podcast, we've done Doctor Who, which is something that's very meaningful for you guys. And I liked yes. it. And yes. going forward, I'm going to continue. Like, I actually, sidebar, have been continuing to watch Doctor Who. Oh, really? Oh, wow. I didn't know. Not a lot, but it's happening. Cool. Background. By the way, that sounds like I'm dating someone creepily. Uh, <laughs> I am continuing to watch Doctor Who. Uh, we've done Bob Dylan. This is something very emotional and powerful yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. You guys had sort of mixed feelings, but I think you're going to go on and continue to listen to Doctor Who. I've listened to, to Bob some Dylan. Listened Bob Dylan. To some, yeah. Yeah. So on and With so forth. With you in the car. Yeah. The pattern <laughs> that I'm trying to lay forth is that so far we've done things that have been pretty meaningful to us. You love Magic the Gathering. You've been playing since you were a kid. Things that you really like... Um, they have a, a level of importance of gravitas to yeah. your life. The next thing that I'm going to talk you guys into does not have a lot of gravitas. <laughs> it doesn't have a high level of importance. It's not something I've been following for years. But it's something that does bring me joy. Um, I'm talking you guys into uh, the 2018 reboot of Queer Eye on Netflix. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I am dreading this. <laughs> so the original series, I'm, I'll give more background on the next episode, but it was it's a, basically a reboot of a series from the early 2000s called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Um, this is less problematic than that, and it is just joyful entertainment. Uh, it's basically a makeover show that is fun and lighthearted, and has enough schlock in there to make you just feel the pull at your heartstrings. Oh, I hate reality TV shows. Yeah, and fashion. Oh, there's nothing fun. real about this. Oh, d- does any reality TV show have anything no, that's real? No, but they don't try. They don't try. <laughs> it's just fun. It's just fun. So what are, what are we watching? So I'm going to ask you to watch. Um, now, mind you, these are serialized episodes. Uh, they stand alone for the most part. Um, but just coincidentally, I think that... Uh, a few good ones to watch are the first four episodes of season one of, like I said, Queer Eye from 2018, which are available streaming on Netflix. Okay. Um, keep an open mind. They're a quick watch. I believe they're like 30 minutes each. That's not too bad. Approximately. Mm. Two um, hours to 
play games on my phone and listen to in the background. <laughs> Don't be a hater. Man, I'm taking notes. Haters After that Bob Dylan episode, hate. I'm yeah. going to not hit the table ever again Yeah, and uh, take more notes. Yeah, so check out, if you want to follow along with us, watch Season 1, Episodes 1 through 4 of Queer Eye on Netflix. And next week we will find out if Jeff and Jimmy loved it. <laughs> Jimmy, if we're so inclined... Mm. Where can we find Talk Me Into on the internet? You can find us talkmeinto.com for our website, which hosts the podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Talk Me Into, and at Talk Me Into on Twitter. And if you feel so inclined, you can send us an email, talkmeinto at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on any of your podcast listening apps. And uh, rate and review us, and we'll read it on the show. Dan, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Danny underscore Breakdown, and please read my film reviews on Letterbox.com under the name Danny Breakdown. Jeff, how about you? You could have found me on AOL Instant Messenger at the Weirdness 2 k 3 but now you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Jeff with 5Fs27, and there's a lot, of, a lot of bad jokes on there. And that's about it. Jimmy, how about yourself? You can find me at Son of a Fitch, S O N N E V A F I T C H, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Letterboxd, all the fun stuff. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? Queer Eye. I guarantee it. Nope. <laughs>Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. Ah, shit. <laughs> From the top. Shake it off. Shake it off. Cool. I stay out too late. I got too much food on my plate. Oh, man, you're married to someone who likes Taylor Swift. Yeah, those aren't the words, though. I just make up words, and oh. she's like, Man. You're the weird owl of your generation really is weirdle jeff you want to take us back homie you know how many we're recording we're recording oh we are we sure are yes, jimmy right. had to catch some of that shake it off yes i did <laughs> <laughs> you're right this gotcha. story right here is jeff's version of jack and diane <laughs> here's a little play. story about playing magic or possibly like a bruce springsteen conversation in between songs you know my dad and i used to play magic the gathering on park benches <laughs> so anyways i've been waiting for the bruce springsteen voice to come into this podcast oh, i've yeah. been waiting for it it's my one impression. we already we already had bob dylan and now one. we have oh, although yeah, i guess one. jeff did the bob dylan but um, hold on i want to write down i want to write something down you should write down some of the details of the game we just played i'll, I'll remember it okay hold i don't on. i already forgot who won <laughs> i did congratulations <laughs> thank you Uh-oh. What are you writing He's writing down, down what we're going to say. <laughs> oh, he's predicting. Am I right? Yeah. And then he's going to hold it up and see if he's right or wrong. Mm. That's a good idea.